This is News Source 1 Michiana. Your balanced source of news for the community. Welcome to Michiana Speak Out with Keith Thews. An interactive podcast where we can talk to you or you can speak to us. The show begins right after the national news. News Nation this hour, I'm Ryan Burrow. Philadelphia fire officials say 13 people, including seven children, were killed this morning in a fire in a row home converted into apartments. Mayor Jim Kenney. Please keep all these folks, and especially these children, in your prayers. Losing so many kids is just... Devastating. The fire department says there were smoke detectors in the home, but they weren't working. The cause of the fire is being investigated. The White House COVID-19 task force says Omicron now makes up about 95 percent of new COVID cases nationwide. The Delta variant now making up just about 5 percent. CDC director Dr. Rochelle Walensky says the cases continue to rise. The current seven-day daily average of cases is about 491,700 cases per day an increase of about 98% from the previous week. COVID-related hospitalizations are up about 63% from last week. Later today, a CDC panel will consider recommending Pfizer booster shots for kids 12 to 15 years old. U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger testified before the Senate Rules Committee today that his agency has or is in the process of adapting more than 90 of the 100-plus recommendations made by the panel following the attack at the U.S. Capitol last year. The biggest challenge has been keeping up with all of the threats. We've doubled the number of um, officers that investigate these threats, agents that investigate these threats, and um, if they continue to go up the way they have, Clearly, we're going to need additional uh, officers to assign to this responsibility. Tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary of the January 6th insurrection. Chicago public school teachers have voted to work remotely amid a surge in COVID-19 cases against the district and mayor's wishes. Teachers Union President Jesse Sharkey laid out some of the issues they'd like to get resolved before returning to in-person learning. Provide a test for so people are negative and they come back into the school and then set up a meaningful screening testing program so that we know that uh, we have some assurance that the people who are in front of us, who are surrounding us in schools, aren't positive for coronavirus. The district says the move is disastrous for children's learning and mental health. Payroll processing firm ADP says companies hired at the fastest pace in seven months in December. Despite the rise in COVID-19 cases, private job growth reached over 800,000. The data comes a day before the U.S. Labor Department releases the December job numbers. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm Ryan Burrow. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Unvaccinated tennis star Novak Djokovic has been denied immediate entry to Australia after flying into Melbourne and claiming a medical exemption against the COVID-19 jab. He's now spending the night at the airport amid reports that a medical exemption request is incompatible with the type of visa he's trying to use to enter the country. He hopes to play in the Australian Open. But earlier on Wednesday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison responded to growing public anger about the issue. Any individual seeking to enter Australia must comply with our border requirements. So we await his presentation and what evidence he provides to support that. If that evidence is insufficient, then he won't be treated any different to anyone else. 
and he'll be on the next plane home. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has announced that arriving travellers in the UK will no longer be required to take a pre-arrival COVID test and he's scrapping a requirement for them to isolate until they test negative after arrival. From Friday morning, they will only be required to take a lateral flow test once they're cleared by immigration to enter the country. With more, FSN's London correspondent Ollie Barrett. The UK Health Security Agency was looking into whether it would be a good idea when it comes to being able to release people from isolation a little bit earlier, but also because of pressure on testing that we've been seeing recently. Meanwhile, in Paris today, uproar after French President Emmanuel Macron said he plans to make life increasingly difficult for the unvaccinated. His comments to a French newspaper using scatological language resulted in parliamentary proceedings being halted, as opposition leaders claimed his words were unworthy of a French president. A teacher in New York has been arrested for allegedly giving a student a COVID-19 vaccine dose. From FSN's New York bureau, Will Denzelow reports. According to police, they're unsure how Laura Russo obtained a COVID-19 vaccine or what brand it is. The Long Island-based biology teacher is accused of administering a jab to a 17-year-old student who reportedly wanted the vaccine. She didn't have parental consent and, failing to administer a vaccine correctly, can be dangerous. Russo is being charged with the unauthorised practice of a profession and could face up to four years behind bars if convicted. Police say an investigation is underway to find out how she procured a vaccine. 13 people have died, including seven children, in a fire in Philadelphia. It ripped through a home that had been converted into individual flats. The cause is under investigation. The city's mayor is calling it a tragedy. Another day of violence is underway in Kazakhstan over rising fuel prices. The president of the country fired his cabinet today as protesters besieged government buildings. The internet has been switched off across the country as protesters clash with security forces. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the great BlackBerry switch-off. The Canadian company that just a few years ago was absolutely dominant in the mobile device industry is discontinuing service for those BlackBerrys still running its software. It is quite a moment. Back in the early 2000s, Blackberries were everywhere. The first ubiquitous device that allowed you to stay in touch with your email while you were on the road. A fixture of a variety of industries, the Blackberry became wildly popular with journalists, lobbyists, lawyers and politicians around the world and their staff. But they were eventually outpaced by Apple and Android and touchscreen technology that left only the diehards still tapping out messages on the BlackBerry keyboard. FSN's technology reporter, Will Guyatt. After 21 years, I think, of this particular software and services running, uh, it's being completely turned off tomorrow. And these devices relied on um, access to a, uh, a, a almost a data connection to, to uh, interact with their servers. And now that's being switched off, these devices essentially turn back into dumb devices. And like the company says, they're no longer going to be able to operate. So that's the end of the BlackBerry. BlackBerry's owners indicated that the end probably should have come sooner, but they kept the software going, they say, as an expression of thanks to their customers. If you've got a BlackBerry, it's about to become a paperweight or perhaps a museum piece. 
The main news again, unvaccinated tennis star Novak Djokovic has been denied immediate entry to Australia after claiming a medical exemption against the jab. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says travellers to the UK will no longer need to take a pre-arrival COVID test. French President Emmanuel Macron said today he plans to make life increasingly difficult for the unvaccinated. And another day of unrest is underway in Kazakhstan over rising fuel prices. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. Welcome to Mikey Arna's Speak Out. This is James. Let's get to the latest from the National Weather Service. Winds have been very strong all day. Wind advisory remains in effect until 10 p.m. East forward slash 9 p.m. CST forward slash this evening, asterisk what, southwest winds 25 to 35 miles per hour, with gusts up to 50 miles per hour. Asterisk where, portions of northern Indiana, southwest Michigan, and northwest Ohio. Asterisk when, until 10 p.m. East forward slash 9 p.m. CST forward slash this evening. Asterisk impacts, gusty winds could blow around unsecured objects. Tree limbs could be blown down and a few power outages may result. Precautionary forward slash preparedness actions. Use extra caution when driving, especially if operating a high-profile vehicle. Secure outdoor objects. Winter weather advisory remains in effect until 7 a.m. East Thursday, asterisk what, snow and blowing snow. Total snow accumulation of 2 to 5 inches, mainly tonight. Winds gusting as high as 50 miles per hour today could cause some areas of blowing and drifting snow this afternoon. Asterisk where, Cass and Berrien counties. Asterisk when, until 7 a.m. East Thursday. Asterisk impacts, plan on slippery road conditions. Patchy blowing snow may reduce visibility. The hazardous conditions could impact the morning and evening commutes. Gusty winds could bring down tree branches. Precautionary forward slash preparedness actions. Slow down and use caution while traveling. Motorists should make sure they put a bottle of heat gas line antifreeze in their gas tank. Check on those who suffer from the cold. The strong winds have caused blizzard-like conditions in Illinois. Now let's go to Keith for the rest of the podcast show. Happy Wednesday out there. It's extremely cold and extremely blustery. You're listening to Michiana Speak Out on the podcast channel for News Source 1 Michiana and played a little bit later on in the evening and late afternoon on RI Radio channel. My name is Keith Thews, your host. Yesterday I took a little bit of a break from the hosting duties and uh, Sylvia had some pre-recorded stuff and I had an interview from Ron Verash and so it was essentially, I'll just call it the Sylvia and Ron show for Michiana Speak Out. Yes, we are dealing with very gusty winds this afternoon, all morning into the evening. We have um, advisories, we have warnings, I mean, well, warnings to the West. Uh, it's, it's really bad out there, too, and um, Channel 22 uh, was showing some just nasty waves on Lake Michigan. Well, I'm, James mentioned in the recording for our weather update at the 
beginning of this segment after the news that you need to make sure that you get heat brand fuel line antifreeze gasoline antifreeze into your car so let's get an understanding of the heat brand gas additive hard starts in the winter rough running in summer extreme temperatures are tough on your fuel system the culprit water let's look at how problems can occur water from fuel and humidity can collect in the bottom of your gas tank when you try to start your engine this water is drawn into your fuel line in the cold winter it can freeze and clog your fuel line preventing your engine from starting in the hot summer the water turns to water vapor and can cause vapor lock hard starting and rough running so don't get stranded get started join the millions of people who trust heat and iso heat America's number one selling brand of gas line antifreeze and water remover not only do heat and iso heat combine with water so it burns with your fuel iso heat absorbs five times more water than regular gas line antifreeze and it effectively cleans fuel injectors and carburetors too so use it year-round to remove water from car and truck gasoline or diesel engines two and four cycle engines outboard and inboard boat motors snowmobiles snow throwers jet skis lawn equipment and gasoline and diesel generators so remember cold engines start with heat and all engines run smoother and better with iso heat the brand america trusts for more information, please visit us at www.heatbrand.com, www.iso-heat.com, or call 1-800-367-3245. Yeah, putting that stuff into your gas tank is definitely going to be a work saver, personal saver. If you're going to be going out tomorrow, get ready. This is the coldest wind chills that we have had so far this winter season and it's obviously going to get worse before it gets better and reminder if you're going to be taking your animals out only leave them out for just a brief few minutes um, because they will freeze to death if out in the cold for way too long and our fur babies are very important to us so make sure you keep them safe and if you have a heater for water out there uh, you know put it on there and also tonight with the temperatures below zero please run all of your faucets at a trickle to keep your lines from freezing well we've had other news going on today sad to say we've had a tragedy Seven children are dead in a fire in Philadelphia. A total of 13 people, kids included, um, this morning. And uh, let's get more details from a Fox station in Philadelphia. Terrible tragedy out there. Let's get the details. All right, it's straight up noon. Mike Jarek here in the Fox 29 newsroom. What a morning we've had. A tremendous tragedy here in the city of Philadelphia this morning. Seven children and six adults were killed in a fire in a row home in Fairmount. This is right near the corner of 23rd and Ogden, again in the Fairmount section of the city. Uh, two other people were critically hurt inside of that three-story home. Uh, this is, I guess, specifically the 800 block of North 23rd Street, but again, right off the corner of 
23rd in Ogden. Uh, Jeff, I know you were at the press conference about an hour ago. What else have you learned there? Well, uh, the mayor actually came to the microphone first. The mayor called it, and uh, he is not uh, overstating it in any way. Uh, one of the most, if not the most, tragic day in the in the history of the city of Philadelphia. The uh, deputy fire commissioner, who's worked apparently in this city for 35 years, called it the most uh, horrific or horrible fire he has ever seen. And clearly, the facts back that up. Let me have my photographer, Mark Lavalla, push past me and show you 869 North 23rd Street. It's marked by that silver ladder running up to the second floor. 869 North 23rd is a Philadelphia Housing Authority property. It's federal housing property in the city of Philadelphia. 13 people dead, seven are children. Two apartments in this building, say officials. Eight people, they say, were living on the first floor. Another 18 people living on the second and third floors of this structure. Again, a Philadelphia Housing Authority property. So when we ask the Housing Authority if that number, 26, is proper for that building, they said it was not. Four smoke detectors in this building, say fire officials. They did not work. Let me say that again. Battery-powered smoke detectors did not work, says the fire department when they arrived here just after 6.30 or so this morning. The Philadelphia Housing Authority says in May of 2021, they did inspect the uh, smoke detectors uh, in this building, and they said they were all working. They said in an earlier inspection, the year before, they had to actually replace some smoke detectors and replace some batteries and say that they have had problems in the past with residents apparently altering uh, these in some way. That's what they said. It, that certainly has not been tied to what has happened here, but that is part of what is being talked about now. Again, so at the scene here, what we're seeing now is uh, relatives uh, of family members, uh, folks who know some of the people that lived inside this building have been showing up here and have been looking at this fire scene in absolute shock. Uh, Mayor Jim Kenney, of course, was very emotional as he walked up to the mic, and it was understandable. Now, uh, Sky Fox is on the scene, so we're going to run up to Sky Fox and give you a larger perspective of what's happened here in Fairmont, what this uh, street looks like. It is a street of a very nice uh, attached brick row homes in the middle of this block is this PH property, PHA property where this tragedy has occurred. Now, the deputy fire commissioner, the deputy fire commissioner here uh, said that the fire marshal's office in the city of Philadelphia is the lead investigator here. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, that is the federal uh, fire investigatory agency, is also here. The fire marshal's office will be the lead, they say. They say that these people will not die in vain, they claim. They say, in fact, that they will find out what happened. Let's listen to Mayor Jim Kenney as he spoke at about 1045 this morning. This is, uh, without a doubt, one of the most tragic days in our city's history. Um, loss of so many people in such a tragic way. Um, I don't know much, much more to say than please keep all these folks, and especially these children, in your prayers. It's losing so many kids is just devastating.
Mayor Jim Kenney understandably upset uh, speaking about what happened here. Again, 13 dead. Seven of them are children. Now, folks who live in this area, who know that property, say that you would often see kids playing around outside. There was a lot of activity in the home. Again, uh, they're telling us eight people living on the first floor and another 18 living on the second and third floors of this property. The fire call comes into this property at about 6.38, 6.39 this morning. The fire department says it gets here. It sees heavy fire, heavy flames coming out of the second floor. Of course, there had to be heavy smoke as well. When they get into the building, they see 13 dead, seven children. They will not say where uh, in the property they found most of uh, the victims. Here. It's a question we often ask, one that they would not answer. They have talked, of course, Mike, about the smoke detectors here. Uh, obviously very, very important to alert folks to fire and smoke, and they did not work. The PHA is pushing back, saying that the last time they were here, uh, they had put them in a position in May of 21 to work, but we have had a horrific tragedy here with the fire department saying that these lives, particularly the lives of children, will not be lost in, in vain, that they will find out they claim what happened here one other point they say that there was heavy smoke coming out of a kitchen area here and that the fire was running up a stairwell I asked what was feeding the fire they said you know the fire was being fed by contents inside this property and of course oxygen so it can run right up the stairway it's got a canal way to go right up in what was obviously a horrible and tragic fire a historic an ugly historic day early in 2022 in the city of Philadelphia, Mike. That's for sure. A couple things there. I know that the uh, deputy fire commissioner was mentioning the inspection that you just reiterated. Uh, not that long ago, uh, in 2021, inspecting for the fire detectors, and they found them, uh, had batteries in them. He said that some of these batteries will live, you know, for 10 years. The life on some of these lithium batteries will for 10 years. So who knows? So the investigation will have to figure out why they didn't go off. You say, too, that um, a total of 26 people in the three stories there. I understand that eight people did get out, and you said that eight people lived on yes. the first floor? Yes, yes. So uh, it's a good question. So would those eight be the fo folks who lived on the first floor? Hard to tell. But yeah, they did get eight folks uh, out of here. I think the smoke detectors will obviously be an important question. Obviously, we'd want to know the cause of this fire, where it started, how it started. But the smoke detectors, of course, will be uh, a very, very important. You've gotten it right. right. They said they're 10-year batteries. They should have run for 10. Mm -hmm. uh, so they should have been operating for 10. But here's what the PHA said. Now, here's what they said. They're saying this early on. Obviously, they're trying to offer facts and, and lay this thing out the way they see it. They say that sometimes uh, batteries could be removed for some reason or the smoke True. detectors could be altered. Don't know if that happened here. Don't know if that happened here. But they say that it has been a problem in some of their properties. Yeah. I know the mayor was quick to set a mention that when, when we heard that 26 people were inside there, at least. And there was also an indication by the deputy fire commissioner that they're still searching this scene. And, you know, hopefully they won't, but there's a possibility there are more people that have, that, that have died in this fire. Um, but 26 people don't jump to conclusions. It's so cold outside. Could be any number of reasons why maybe relatives were over, needed shelter, or whatever. But 26 is a high number for that size building. 
Yeah, no question about it. It's two apartments. I mean, it's it mm -hmm. looks like three stories, but it's two apartments. So it looks like the apparently the first uh, floor. Sort of the apartment there kind of uh, melds into the second floor right. and makes for two apartments. Let me speak to what Kenny said. You've you've adequately uh, quoted him. He said uh, I was the one who was pressing on the number mm -hmm. of people in the building, and he said, "Hey, it's it's cold. It's winter. It's the holidays. Uh, w uh, there are issues. Uh, there is tight housing in the city of Philadelphia. So you know, they're, they're, you know, folks were." possibly looking for warmth and shelter and so they were inside the building yes that is the argument clearly that the mayor was making here but certainly that is a large number of folks and uh, can lead with that number of people uh, to the kind of tragedy that's happened here when you've got a active burning right. heavy fire kicking smoke what if Jeff you've been here with us and working for us and with us for years is it unusual for the homicide detectives to be at a scene like this I don't think so. No, okay. when you've got this number of deaths, I do not think at all it's unusual. Let me speak to that, though. It's a really good important to, uh, in issue to raise. When asked, is this suspicious, they said, well, you know, it's not necessarily suspicious mm -hmm. that they're here. I mean, we're going to look at, at all avenues. I don't think it's necessarily surprising that homicide would be here. They're going to try to bring in everybody who knows anything about anything about everything to try yeah. to figure out what happened in here. Great, Jeff. Thank you. Um, okay. Jeff, of course, will have a full report uh, this evening at 5, 6, and also at 10 and 11. More information is coming in by the minute, so to get the most up-to-date information, just stick with our website, which is fox29.com. So again, 13 people dead in this horrific fire on this home um, near 23rd and Ogden in the Fairmount section of Philadelphia. Six adults and seven children were killed. An adult and a child were taken to the hospital in critical but stable condition. Eight people, as I mentioned, were able to escape. They probably were on the first floor. Kids just want to get out in the world and have fun. their lives have been put on hold. Getting them thriving again safely starts with protecting them from COVID-19 and dangerous new variants. Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider, or by visiting getvaccineanswers.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Academy of Pediatrics. And welcome back to Michigan Speak Out on this hump day. Tomorrow, our show is going to be focused entirely on the anniversary, one year anniversary of the attack on the Capitol by insurrectionists, rioters, far right wingers, supporters of President Trump. And so those of us who wish to record our thoughts, our commentaries as long as we feel and speak from the heart, we'll do so tomorrow in a special presentation here for Michiana Speak Out. Well, news also broke today that our Christina Box, our state health director, has again 
tested positive for coronavirus yesterday, or actually they said Monday, one million, one million folks diagnosed with this god-awful pandemic, COVID-19. A lot of them, Omicron, but one million people. When is this going to stop? Well, President Biden delivered address information, and so let's find out more about Christina Box, Dr. Box, and hear from the president his remarks to the nation on the Omicron variant, the shots, and everything on the unbelievable, unprecedented one million person sick day. We knew at noon, we just learned that Indiana's top health official tested positive for COVID-19. Now this is the second time State Health Commissioner Dr. Christina Box has tested positive for the Omicron variant. She's dealing with muscle aches and chills, coughing, and a sore throat, and she is isolating at home. State health leaders say Dr. Box is fully vaccinated and received a booster shot back in November. She is just one of an estimated 13,000 Hoosiers to get a COVID breakthrough case since last January. About 15,000 people in Indiana have been reinfected. The first time Dr. Box got COVID was back in October of 2020. She hopes to return to work after her five days of isolation if her symptoms improve. Folks. Good day, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The Admiral's in the house. Hi, sir. How, How are, are you? you? Well, since we're more than 10 feet apart while we're speaking, we're going to take our masks off. And uh, let me begin by saying good afternoon to my team. Good afternoon to the press and good afternoon to anyone who may be listening. I'm about to receive a briefing from our COVID-19 team. But before I began, I know there is a concern and some considerable confusion about the rising cases. <clears throat> so let me provide a quick update and talk about three specific topics. And I'll give it to you straight, as I promised you I always would. We're going to see, as you all have been hearing, continued rise in cases. Omicron is very transmissible, transmissible variant, but much different than anything we've seen before. And but you can protect yourself and you should protect yourself, quite frankly. Get vaccinated, get boosted. There's plenty of booster shots. Wear a mask while you're in public, because what we know is this. The impact from the rising cases depends on the effect on the person based on whether that person, what their vaccination status is. You can control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. You know, they're, they're, those are fully vaccinated, especially those of the booster shots. And by the way, we have booster shots for the whole nation, okay? We, you can still get COVID, but it's highly unlikely, very unlikely that you become seriously ill. And we're seeing COVID-19 cases among vaccinated in workplaces across America, including here at the White House. But if you're vaccinated and boosted, you are highly protected. You know, be concerned about Omicron, but don't be alarmed. But if you're unvaccinated, you have some reason to be alarmed. Many of you will, uh, you know, uh, uh, you'll experience severe illness in many cases if you get COVID-19, if you're not vaccinated. 
Some will die, needlessly die. Unvaccinated are taking up hospital beds and crowding emergency rooms and intensive care units. That's displacing other people who need access to those hospitals. So please, please, please get vaccinated now. You know, we've reduced the number of American adults without any shots from 90 million to about 35 million in the past six months. But there's still 35 million people not vaccinated. And let me be absolutely clear. We have in hand all the vaccines we need to get every American fully vaccinated, including the booster shot. So there's no excuse, no excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So we got to make more progress. And for patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated, please get them vaccinated. Look out for their interest here. It's the best way to protect them. And for parents with kids <clears throat> too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are vaccinated. And make sure you're masking in public so you don't get COVID and give it to your kids. Look, we have no reason to think at this point that Omicron is worse for children than previous variants. We know that our kids can be safe when in school, by the way. That's why I believe schools should remain open. You know, they have what they need. Because of the American Rescue Plan, where the first month we were in office, or second month, that I signed in March, we provided the states with $130 billion, with a B, billion dollars to specifically keep our students safe and schools open. Funding for ventilation, ventilation systems in the schools, social distancing classrooms, even larger classrooms, on buses and everything from bus drivers to buses, the, the, the actual bus. There are additional, in all this process, we also back then included an additional $10 billion for testing for schools. That money went out to the states and the states and the school districts have spent this money well, many of them, but unfortunately, some haven't. So I encourage the states and school districts to use the funding that you still have to protect your children and keep the schools open. <clears throat> Countries across the world are seeing rising cases. Here in the United States, our team has been working around the clock during the holiday weeks. In the last two weeks, we have developed hundreds of military, we have deployed, I should say, hundreds of military doctors and nurses to staff the hospitals in our states that are overrun and overworked because of unvaccinated COVID-19 patients primarily. The Federal Emergency Management Association uh, Agency, FEMA, is also working in our direction in every state and hospital capacity, including whether they need beds. I've directed FEMA to be ready to provide emergency hospital beds wherever and whenever they're needed. The federal government will be there We've shipped nearly 2.4 million pieces of protective equipment to hospitals from gowns to gloves. And we're doing uh, whatever we can to protect communities from the surge of hospital cases that are likely to see from, unvac from the unvaccinated population. Look, now let me address three specific updates before I get my full brief from my team. <clears throat> First, booster shots. I know Dr. Fauci, I'm like an echo chamber here, okay? I know it. But 
repeating myself, but Dr. Fauci said it very clearly. Booster shots work. They significantly increase the protection. They provide the highest level of protection against Omicron. Americans, uh, we've given out over 70 million booster shots. Importantly, two out of three eligible seniors have received their booster shots. Booster shots are free, they're safe, and available. Over 90, and over at over 90,000 vaccination sites. Let me say that again. They're free, available, and at over 90,000 sites. We have added sites, added hours, added appointments, added walk-in capacity. We have booster shots for every American in the country. It's easier than ever to get a booster shot, and more importantly than ever, than ever it's been. Look, the FDA has also now authorized booster shots for children ages 12 to 15. So, with the final approval from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, young people, when that occurs, young people ages 12 to 15 will be able to get booster shots later this week. Second, on testing. I know this remains frustrating. Believe me, it's frustrating to me. But we're making improvements. In the last two weeks, we've stood up federal testing sites all over the country. We're adding more each and every day. Google, quote, COVID test near me. Go there, Google, excuse me, COVID test near me on Google to find the nearest site where you can get a test most often and free. Look, with more capacity for in-person tests, we should see waiting lines shortened and more appointments freed up. Look, if you want to test yourself at home, we have three options now. One, drugstores and online websites are restocking. Two, you know, well, actually, so the more tests are available, we're going to continue to become available. Next week, our, uh, our requirement that your insurance company reimburse you for at-home tests takes effect, so you don't have to you know, get, get reimbursed. So if you're insured, you can buy the test and get paid for it. The second thing I want to mention is many states and local governments and healthcare providers are passing out free at-home tests that you can pick up. Just find out where they are. And finally, as I announced recently, the federal government is launching a website this month where you can get tests shipped to your home for free upon your request. The third point I'd like to speak about is also uh, is on treatments. For those at high risk who do get COVID-19, we now have a new Pfizer pill that greatly reduces the risk of hospitalization and death. I'm pleased to say that on Christmas Eve, we shipped out the first batch of these pills that we received, we purchased and received. And more will be shipped this week. We're already, they're already saving lives, but due to complex chemistry of the pills to make the pill, it takes months literally to make a pill. But production is in full swing. The United States has more pills than any other country in the world, and our supply is going to ramp up over the coming months as more of these pills are manufactured. Today, I'm directing my team to work with Pfizer to double our order from 10 million to 20 million treatment courses to be delivered in the months ahead. We may need even more. That's the estimate we need right now. We've already placed the largest order in the world, 
Now I'm doubling that order. <clears throat> These pills are going to dramatically decrease, decrease hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. They're a game changer and have the potential to dramatically alter the impact of COVID-19, the impact it's had on this country and our people. Look, let me conclude with a quick recap. If you are vaccinated and boosted, you may get COVID, but you are highly protected against severe illness. Schools can and should be open this winter. We have all the tools to keep kids safe. Unvaccinated kids are at risk, yet the vaccinated are going to have a way to protect them. Get vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, get boosted. Folks, I know we're all tired and frustrated about the pandemic. These coming weeks are going to be challenging. Please wear your mask in public to protect yourself and others. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together. We have the tools to protect people from severe illness due to Omicron if people choose to use the tools. We have the medicines coming along that can save so many lives and dramatically reduce the impact that COVID has had on our country. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. But for God's sake, please take advantage of what's available. Please. You're going to save lives, maybe yours, maybe your child. Please take advantage of what we already have, okay? So thank you. Now I'm going to get this briefing started. Thank you very much. <coughs> Hello? Man, where are you? This wedding is lit. I thought you were coming. Ooh, I can't. I'm in bed with the flu. <coughs> the flu? You didn't get a flu shot? Oh, uh, <coughs> I wish I did. I can't believe I'm missing out on Greg's wedding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Grandma's about to crowd surf. Grandma's about to what? <coughs> what? Sounds like another case of flu FOMO. Don't get stuck at home with the flu. A flu shot is safe, effective, and you can get it at the same time as your COVID-19 vaccine. A flu shot is the best way to prevent the flu and its potentially serious complications. It keeps you protected and also protects your loved ones. Protecting our community can't wait. So why get stuck inside with the flu? Don't get flu FOMO. Learn more at GetMyFluShot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. All right, that was the president on the Omicron update and the situation happening with the shots. I want to thank all of you for listening today. I'm going to turn the mic and the program over to Sylvia. And then tomorrow again, we'll be back with the one-year anniversary of the attack on the Capitol. Hard to believe. You guys stay warm. Keep those water pipes from freezing. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Michigan Speak Out for Hump Day, Wednesday, January the 5th. Hello. I hope everyone is having a great day on this sunny afternoon. Here are some events happening in the month of January. The first one will take place at the Tulsa Center located at 1320 Benham Avenue here in downtown Elkhart. They will be having open gym pickleball nights starting on January 5th and running through February 23rd. And that would be every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. On January 22nd, 
there will be a frozen skate happening at Nibco Water and Ice Park. The cost for that event will be $10, where you will be able to meet and greet and get pictures taken with some frozen characters. You can purchase pre-sale tickets at elkartsparks.ticketleap.com slash frozen. Also happening on January 22nd at the Freshman Division, located at 1 Blazer Boulevard here in Elkhart, Indiana, will be having a Meiji's main event. There will be activities for adults and kids starting at 12 and running till 3 p.m. Also happening on January 22nd, there will be a Winterfest in downtown Coldwater, Michigan, starting at 1 and running till 4 p.m. The address for that event is 1 West Chicago Avenue, Coldwater, Michigan. Hope everyone is finding ways to stay warm, stay safe, and have a wonderful week. Let's be vigilant. The CDC has issued some new guidelines to safely return students to school. There is a lot of people who think that the first week back, all students should be wearing masks. While majority of the schools were optional, it may be that the schools will revert back to making masks mandatory. Be on the lookout for whether or not your school district or which schools will be requiring students to wear masks. Let's be vigilant by doing our part to keep ourselves and others safe. Take care and have a wonderful day. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.